Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry, where we aspire to live life on purpose through the sharing of God's Word. Here is Pastor Nate with today's message. Hello, and welcome to another message from God's Way Through Christ Ministry. Thank you for joining us for this Sunday service and the sharing of God's Word. This is where we study, learn, and abide in our personal journeys along our daily walk with Christ. And there is one thing that I know for sure. There is our way, and then there is God's way. Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to gather together, to fellowship together, to share and feast on your word, to bring forth your learnings and teachings your knowledge, your wisdom, um, your message of, of hope, um, your message of forgiveness, your, your, your message of strength, and your, your message of peace. God, we, we know we, we are living in challenging times, and your word means more to us than it ever has in, in this precious time to, to be able to spend in abiding is uh, so important and i ask that you open minds and hearts to receive your word um, that is brought forward use me as your vessel your instrument your tool to share your word your ways with your people this we ask and pray in your son jesus name amen today i want to talk uh, about something that yet again we're probably all very familiar with and and that is trials that test faith and uh, the type of testing that that we fear uh, i'm going to take today's text from uh, the book of um, psalms and this uh, psalms arguably being the longest uh, book in the bible with the with the most verses, but Psalms 27 um, specifically. And, and so let's, let's start with, uh, from the NIRV, uh, verse, there's one, it's this, this, this verse, uh, Psalms 27 is a Psalm of, of David. And verse one goes, the Lord gives me light and saves me. Why should I fear anyone? The Lord is my place of safety. Why should I be afraid? My enemies are evil. They will trip and fall when they attack me and try to eat me alive. Even if an army attacks me, my heart will not be afraid. Even if war breaks out against me, I will still trust in God. When I am trouble, when I am in trouble, he will keep me safe in his house. He will hide me in the safety of his holy tent he will put me on a rock that is very high then i will win the battle over my enemies who are all around me at his holy tent i will offer my sacrifice with shouts of joy i will sing and make music to the lord and then down to verse 14. wait for the lord be strong and don't lose hope wait for the lord and then that's the foundation of today's message that that verse wait 
for the Lord, it says. Be strong and, and, and don't lose hope. So the, the title topic of today is Faith Foils Fear. Faith Foils Fear. Th this psalm was written by David. They're, they're not exactly sure when. Uh, the belief is it was during that highly turbulent time that he experienced uh, before he was anointed king of all of Israel. The, 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 the psalm contains uh, three things. It contains a testimony of faith. It contains a testing of faith. And lastly, uh, most importantly, a triumph of, of faith in, in, the, in the 14 verses. So let, let me start with the, my first point, and, and that's the bad news. You will be tested in this life. What is a test? A test is a, a critical examination, an observation, uh, an evaluation. It, it is a test is assessing uh, the conditions or uh, the operation to, pro to, to prove or disprove acceptance. It, it is the basis of evaluation. Uh, a test is a series of exercises for evaluation to measure skill, knowledge, intelligence, capacities, or aptitudes. Testing requires a maximum effort or ability. In, in Psalms 27, uh, 10 and, and, and 12, it, it says, my father and uh, 10, 10 through 12, my father and mother may desert me, but the Lord will accept me. Right, that, that's, verse, that's verse 10. So the, the, the David being highly uh, uh, friendly, um, uh, being um, the, the kind of person uh, that he was, um, knew a number of people, but in this period of time, um, he was friendless, friendless and forsaken, as, as to say, as a deserted child, right? Uh, but God, Yahweh, would adopt him and care for him. So as he writes here, even though my mother and father may desert me, the Lord will accept me. So but God's love is, is stronger than that of the closest human relations. Think of the, of the person who you know loves you the most, and, and then understand that God's love for you is infinitely greater than that love that individual has for you. In verse 11, it, it says, Lord, teach me your ways. Lead me along a straight path. There are many people who, who beat me down. So in, in, in David, following uh, the, the course of his, his life, designed for him by God, he'll be safe in, in doing what he is supposed to lead me along the straight path. So if I'm where I'm supposed to be, I'm going to be all right. If, if, I'm, if I'm following the pathway that I'm destined to, to, to be on, predestined, I'll, I'll be all right. He, he prays here that, that he, he might walk on, on a path 
that is I didn't get that. Could you try open again? and plain. Siri, nobody's talking to you. That is longing a path that's open and, and plain, free from, from pitfalls and, and, and places where his enemies may may lurk and ambush him. So we know that as, as we walk in this life along the path that we, we want to walk in, that we would like it to be not in harm's way, right? That it is not going to walk in and 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 be ambushed, and 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 so that's what he's he's praying for there. In, in verse twelve, he he says, "My enemies want to harm me, so don't turn me over to them." Witnesses who tell lies are rising up against me; they are trying to destroy me. So so they're. David basically is, is he's facing false witnesses, people who who slander him, who speak against him with cruel intentions. You may find yourself in that place. I know for for certain I have, where where people have said negative, disparaging, awful things about me, all untrue, because of their envy, because of their hatred, uh, because of their spite. Uh, jealousy, uh, any number of things, and I'm not trying to say, well, I'm all that to be jealous, but I'm not. That, that's not the point. What what drew uh, their their angst was me trying to walk an upright life. Was me trying to walk the life that had been designed for me. Was it, it, me in in doing what it is that I'm supposed to do. That you, I've often said to people that your spirit irritates other people's demons. So, so understand, if you have chosen to, to walk a life with Christ, okay, let me just lay this out here very clearly, very factually, uh, very plain and, 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 and unquestionable, right? You're going to face challenges. There will be many of them. You're going to get knocked down. You're going to, to face pain, and, and it's going to hurt, right? You're, you're going to be attacked you're going to, you, you will be rejected. You're, you're going to get or become weak. You will be weak. Your spirit will be broken. There will be times when things seem unfair. There will be times when things absolutely don't make sense. In your life, you've chosen to walk with Christ. Those are, those are things you're going to face. There's, there's without a doubt. Now, there may be in differing quantities. Some may be fortunate enough to, to not have to face it um, lifelong. It may be acute. It may be situational. But know that at some point in your walk, these are the types of things that will occur. All right, so that's the bad news. It's not, it's not move in and live there, dwell there. We, we pass through bad. But here's the good news. Your test will be your testimony. What is a testimony? It's something that serves as a tangible verification, right? Earlier, we, we talked about a test was to, to see what the, the ability, the intelligence, the skill, the aptitude. And here, the testimony is, is, is a, an ex, a, a, a verification that you pass that test. That you've admit that test had been administered, that you've encountered that, and and you've successfully made it through it. 
in making it through it, a testimony can be an expressive an, or an expression of appreciation. We, we sometimes put forth the evidence and, and we witness to others. It's, it's a statement testifying to the benefits received. I made it through that challenge and I'm here to tell you to, to, to talk about it. It's a first-hand authentication to, to non-believers for you to go through the test and experience the test and have that and then make it through it. There's your opportunity to firsthand say that God got me through this, out of that, through it. It's an outward sign. Our faith is evidence not seen, but a testimony is the outward sign, an open acknowledgement of public profession and even a character reference. It's an opportunity for us to speak to the character of God. It, 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 it's a powerful, powerful, what, what a testimony can be. So I want to break down Psalms 1 through 5 in the Amplified. And in the first verse again, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear or dread? The Lord is the refuge and stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So that, that first verse is, who shall I fear? Who's big and bad enough? Who's bigger and, and, and badder than God? With, with Yahweh, God on his side, David knows no fear. He can be fearless. The Lord, the, the Lord illuminates the darkness of any trouble, anxiety, and, and, and danger. David being the psalmist here is salvation and stronghood. These, these are uh, defenses against assaults. So he's, he's professing, who, who am I? Who are you? You're, 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 you're not greater than the God I serve, regardless of what it is that I'm facing that I may be in fear of. Verse two, when the, when the wicked, even my enemies and foes come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumble and fell. So here he's, David is comparing his enemies to wild beasts, eager to, to devour him, to eat him up. But they still stumble and fall in that effort. Why? Because he is walking with Christ. Verse 3, though a host encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war arise against me, even then in this will I be confident. So, yes, he was exposed to war, but he was full of confidence. And in this context, his faith banished his fear. His faith banished his fear. In, in, in verse 4 in the Amplified, it says, One thing I have asked of the Lord that I will seek, inquire for, and insistently require that I may dwell in the house of the Lord in his presence all the days of my life, to behold and gaze upon the beauty, the sweet attractiveness, and the delightful loveliness of the Lord, and to meditate, consider, and inquire in his temple. So here, David's chief desire is to, to in, in life, is to, to, to be a guest in God's house, in the, in the, in the tabernacle, right? God's temple or, 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 or palace, 
where he could behold, see the eyes of faith, the beauty of God, his graciousness, his kindness, his loving character. He, he wanted to inquire in Yahweh, God's temple, to seek the answers to spiritual mysteries, things that I don't understand. So he's going through all this turmoil, he's facing all these challenges, he has all of this that he's dealing with, yet he has a desire to abide with, be in God's presence, to experience that, that beauty. And then in verse 5 it says, For the day of trouble, for in the day of trouble he will hide me in his shelter. In the secret place of his tent he will hide me. He will set me high upon a rock. So, so one who abides in, in the house of God as his guest is what? Secure from danger. One who is, is sheltered from the heat and the storm. One who is safe from assault is, is in some inaccessible rock fortress. So he speaks of how well he is, is protected. Imagine if there was a, a flood or some sort of uh, catastrophe occurring on, on, the, on the ground level. And, and, and yet your life has been spared because you're being protected. You have been shielded and, and sheltered way up high, having a vantage point, your, your safety in, in, a, in a rock fortress. In verse 13, in the NIRV, it said, here is something I am still sure of. I will see the Lord's goodness while I am still alive. Remember, we're talking about the good news. This is his statement of faith. He, he would have given up had he not had a strong faith based on what he was facing and what he was going through and what he was, what he was doing, right? It, it's it's the, the goodness of God. He wanted to continue on to be able to see that in the land of the living. He, he, he's talking about his, his life on earth, right? And, and, and comparing that to where the, where the dead live. So he, he encourages himself to be patient. He, he, he said, here faith rebukes faint-heartedness. So why did I choose the word faith foils fear? Let's talk about the word foil. As a verb, it is to prevent something considered wrong or undesirable from succeeding. Foil, to prevent something considered wrong or undesirable from succeeding. As a noun, it's, it's a way of, of hunting to track a scent. Uh, of, of a hunted animal. In, in the archaic early world, it's, it's, it's a setback in an, in, 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 in an enterprise of, of, of defeat. So foil to prevent, to, to seek it out, and, and, and to, 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 to defeat, right, that from happening to defeat that from happening. So we may be experiencing in our lives a delay, and, and we all have. I know for certain I have. In many times there was something I wanted or cherished, I was working towards, and, and there was a delay. Well, I wanna talk a little bit about a delay or what a delay is not. A delay 
is not defeat. It's not over. It's not completed. In football, a delay of game means it's, you know, it, it does not mean that the game is, is over. As a matter of fact, you get penalized for it. A delay does not mean that, that the, the battle is, is, is lost. A delay does not mean you've been beaten or conquered. A delay does not mean that the enemy can declare victory. A delay does not mean it's thwarted or, or blocked or prevented or ruined or rejected or overthrown or discarded. A delay does not mean impossible. A delay, by the definition, means to make someone or something late or slow. So while in, if we look at our dreams and hopes and desires, they may be late, they may be slow according to our plans, but they are not a defeat. They are, they are not prevented. They're, they're, according to God's plan, they're right on time. According to his ways, they are right where they should be. The, the, that relationship, that career, that healing, that income, that peace, that Christ-like desire, it's on its way. It's a matter of you to keep believing. And, th and that's why I chose 27 and 14, wait for the Lord. Be strong and don't lose hope. Wait for the Lord. In the uh, New King James Version, it says, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart wait, I say on the Lord, and then the Amplified really breaks it out, wait and hope for and expect the Lord. Be brave and of good courage and let your heart be stout and enduring. Yes, wait for and hope for and expect the Lord. This is where David's in encouraging himself to, to be patient, where where his 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 faith rebukes faint-heartedness, so that's the good news. And the last point is, I, I, there's more, but wait, there's more. There's great news, and a verse that we're all quite familiar with, John three sixteen, in the King James Version: For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In the, in the Amplified, the verse 16, it says, for God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave up his only begotten son. There it's unique. We're all God's children, but the, the only begotten, the unique son, so whoever believes in, trusts in, clings to, relies on him shall not perish, come to destruction, be lost, but have eternal, everlasting life. And I, I, I want to put the cherry on top on that one to, to go into verse 17 in the Amplified. It says, for God did not send the Son into the world in order to judge to reject, to condemn, to pass sentence on the world, but that the world might find salvation and be made safe and sound through him. So when we talk about God's love, that, that is the, the epitome of unconditional love. 
in, in, in this life that we walk in, when we interact with people, too often it, the, the love that we receive is based on a certain set of conditions, based on us behaving or acting or remunerating in a certain way. It is not just absolute, outright, unconditional. There's nothing you could ever do to change it. Yes, there are more than likely when you're in love, when you have love within other human beings, there are conditions around that. With God, there's no conditions. You talked about, you want to know how much I love you? Look at the stars in the sky. It, it, it is infinite. And he, and he loved so much where he was willing to sacrifice his, his son, his creation, to atone for our sins. And, and in that love, we receive protection. So the very things that we saw, the tests, God isn't testing, won't reject maybe our faith, but not going to reject and, and condemn and pass sentence on, that's not, that's, not the, that's not what he does to harm us. He wants to know that we trust him. He wants to know we believe him. It's not in our, our acts of what we do and how we behave that he's looking for. He wants us to love him back. That's it. That's it. To, to he loved us first. So he's just simply looking for us to love him back, love his ways, love the fact that he loves us. To, to, it's, it's not a love given with a set of conditions. The only thing we have to do is accept it, accept God's love. The world is going to test us. It's going to test our faith. Enemies are going to, there are going to be things that, that, that we encounter and deal with. And then, you, the, well, the question comes, well, why would God put that on me? Or why would, if he's got your back, if he's got you protected, if he's got you covered, and he loves you, and he's going to, to, to see that you are protected and loved, why does he have to, your faith and your love for him? are what he wants, is what he desires most. It's, it's not about us being good enough. We never will be. It's simply a matter of allowing Christ to lead in our lives. It's a matter of trusting in the Lord at all times, in all ways, for all things. Believe that he shields and protects us. Know that our strength and our help comes from the Lord, and in being thankful and grateful for the gift of eternal life that he has given us. We didn't ask for it. We didn't have to earn it. We didn't have to buy it. Because of his love for us, he ensured that we would have eternal life with him. It, it is the, the most beautiful love story there ever was, there was ever written. And it's simply a matter of us accepting, unwrapping, embracing, and immersing ourselves in that gift of love that he has given us with no strings attached for us to have for eternity just to, to begin to wrap my head around that is 
I could spend the rest of my life doing it. And I will, because it is a labor of love. And it is something that is so fruitful that I enjoy. And I encourage you to do the same. Accept that gift of love, that gift of eternal life that God has given you in your life. Father, we, we thank you for this, this time of fellowship. We thank you for the, the, the sharing of your word. God, I, I pray that, that your word has made its way into the hearts and minds of your people, of your believers, that it, it, it has encouraged them and lifted them up, that it, it has strengthened them and, and, and supports them. And, and where needed, that it challenges them to, to live the life that you had set out for them to live, that you have purposed for them to, to live, to, to challenge thoughts that don't serve, to remove and eject those from our life and embrace that, that love, that protection, that comfort, that peace, that that understanding when things don't make sense that only you can provide and and father we thank you we thank you for the gift of the sacrifice that you made of your only begotten son the, the great news of that gift and if there's anyone that is listening that that does not know you and doesn't have the relationship with you that either never had or it's or don't have it to the degree that they they want to, God, I just pray that they pray this prayer with me, that they can come to know you. And it goes like, God, I know I am a sinner and I cannot save myself. I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that your son, Jesus, died. He gave up his life by dying on the cross in my place and rose again so that I may be saved. I ask that you come into my heart and accept your precious gift of salvation, victory over sin, and eternal life with you. This we ask and pray in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you have accepted Christ into your life. You have formed the bond of an uh, eternal, impenetrable relationship that you can build upon and develop and find in, in, in peace and comfort in times of peril when you're challenged. I, I encourage you to, to read and study and immerse yourself in God's Word so that you will be well equipped to manage the challenges that you will face while here on earth. Please share this message to, to, to me that favor with others so that it will encourage them in their daily walk with Christ. And then I also ask that you consider supporting this ministry through giving, not just because I asked you, but because you feel God is leading you to do so. And then give as he has prompted you to give to help accomplish his works. Thank you for joining. We appreciate your support. And I hope you join us next Sunday. Until then, go and live your blessed life on purpose.
thank you for joining and worshiping with us today. I hope your soul was fed and thoughts stirred in the sharing of God's Word, and that today's message will inspire you to live a godly life. Whether viewing on our website or one of the social media platforms, we ask that you consider supporting our ministry with a donation of any size. To do so, please visit our website at www.gwtcm.org. That's www.gwtcm.org. We appreciate you and your support. We look forward to sharing God's message with you again. Until then, be well, blessed, and live a life on purpose.